Hello and welcome to the Maximize Your Day podcast, a place for entrepreneurs who are building their business in pursuit of freedom and flexibility to do the things they love. I'm your host, Jessica Rosario. I'm a New Yorker turned Floridian who knows a thing or two on how to effectively manage your time while juggling multiple priorities. I'm an ex-corporate leader who walked away from my nine to five-ish to launch and grow my business. In this podcast, I share insights on mindset, business productivity, habits and strategies to help you take control of your to-do list and maximize your day, which will help you feel more confident and less overwhelmed in getting more done in less time. I'm so excited you're here. Go ahead, listen in. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to introduce our next speaker on the podcast. She is not only a speaker, a coach, a servant leader, but she's also the founder of Celebrate You. Nita Wilson, I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you so much for being here and being able to share your story. I'm so excited to be with here with you as well. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, of course. So for some of you that don't know, Nita and I met through a different program a couple of probably about a year ago, right? And we've been working together ever since. She's just truly an honor to be in her space. I just love her energy and how passionate she is about what she's doing. And I think most importantly, and you'll get to hear this on this episode, is the value that she provides that really comes from her heart. And that's been one of the the key things why I thought the moment she reached out to me about being on the podcast, I'm like, of course, I need to have you here. So I'm so excited to share your story because I do believe in echoing people's message throughout the world so that if there is one person that you can impact and they heard it through the Maximize Your Day podcast, even better, right? So we just need to impact the one. So Nita, can you just tell us a little bit about your journey and how it led you to becoming a coach for women? Okay. First of all, it was my first client, right? And it came from the journey through life. Being in corporate, I was trying to go up the corporate ladder. And of course, I hit the glass ceiling so many times, right? But I would say the foundation of it all God has set the tone, you know, mm-hmm. like with Joseph, what he went through and he was able to still help his brothers. I feel that's what happened to me because mm-hmm. if I had not had that experience, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I say that because I can remember quoting scripture, of course, you know, God used that promotion and all these things, all these promises of God when I couldn't have my way. And then I can hear the small, still voice when he told me that I was ready and ready for me was because he kept showing me why I didn't get jobs. Like for instance, I would go for an interview, feel that I had it. And I'll get those dear darn letters that, oh, we had so many candidates to choose from. Or I had conversation with the hiring managers. If I had two positions, you would have one of them. And I would go to God and say, you know, Lord, why do you feel it's necessary for me to know this? You know? And only after I left corporate did I know that he was preparing me for, I got the promotion, but it wasn't the way I thought it would be. 
I was promoted to CEO and founder of my own company instead of in the frame of another corporation, you know, and the preparation. Yeah. (laughs) And the preparations was everything that I went through was actually the experience I need to help women. Mm. I'm Mm. able to, you know, to share from a life experience instead of from a book. If you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe in purpose, right? So there's purpose for everything. And I've always said God's timing is perfect, right? So when it comes to navigating the corporate world, I resonate with that so much because I myself climbed the corporate ladder for 24 plus years in the banking industry. And I always joked around because every company I worked with, they had a third floor in their corporate office. So I always said, you know, I got to the third floor and it wasn't what it was all hyped to be. But I always knew there was more. And I really started to look for purpose-driven work when I relocated from New York to Florida because I knew there was something else for me. I just didn't know what that was. So I love that you kept hearing that tug, that whisper, letting you know, hey, you know, get out of your own way because my way is so much better. Yes, yes. And not only that, Jessica, I can recall before work, during lunch, and after work, I was coaching and mentoring. Mm. And at the time, it was before it was popular to me, right? Mm -hmm. And so I remember having a conversation with God, like, you know, Lord, I love this, but can I get paid for doing it? (laughs) You know, because not only that, (laughs) I was working my nine to five, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have any breaks and lunches because I was still meeting with people and helping women. Now, it was the joy of my heart, but of course, there was balance there because I didn't get a chance to exhale, but it was all worth it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and I have no regrets. Sometimes I feel like my regret could have been leaving sooner, right? I should have left sooner when I had multiple opportunities, like the the signs were right there, (laughs) right? But, but also understanding that God was continuing to mold me into the woman that I was supposed to become. And And I had this conversation recently with someone who talked about the journey of becoming, and we're always in that process of becoming, right? It's not that it's not that there's a destination that we arrive, even the entrepreneurial journey. It's not okay, well, I'm I'm an entrepreneur today, right? And we've (laughs) arrived. But no, we are constantly evolving and growing. And that comes with, you know, leaps and valleys that comes with sometimes a lot of loneliness, solitude, right? Which, which Mm -hmm. solitude, solitude can be good, let's be real. But it also comes with times that we feel like we start to question our why, And why am I doing this? And why do I feel lost? And that leads us to feeling some level of defeat, right? I walked away from the corporate space and I feel defeated. And, and I'd love for you to tell me more about that, because I know that that is one of the areas that you focus on with women. It's women who are, are feeling lost, who are living a life, but still feeling defeated. So when it comes to those clients What are some common themes that you see among the women that you work with? You know, Jessa, that's a good question because the most common thing that I've seen is women suffering in silence. You know, we're believers, we're women of faith. Mm -hmm. You know how you go to church and you have that smile, you have a nice outfit. And I say, Jessica, how you doing? Like the Lord is good. I'm blessed and all the things, right? But secretly deep inside, there's that emptiness. Mm. Secretly deep inside, you're feeling defeated. Inside, you're feeling stuck. Mm. But because you have the facade of being this Christian, this facade of being a woman of faith, of course, you can't share with another one because guess what? They're wearing the facade too. Mm. 
Mm. You know, so what I found is I created a space where women can really speak from their hearts Mm -hmm. and know that they're not going to be judged by their thoughts. And in it, we have removed shame because the reality of it is we like like you mentioned about maybe you could have left earlier, whatever, from a position. We all have our what ifs. And sometimes they can weigh heavy on us. Mm-hmm. But really, they're just a pebble in the, the whole river. Mm-hmm. But it just takes someone that you can share it and release it with. Mm-hmm. And that's what I provide for my clients. Wow. Wow. You hit it right on the nose on struggling silent. I love that you talk about removing shame and having that judgment-free zone. And as a woman of faith myself, my pastor actually spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. You're going through struggles and you're afraid to reach out because you're supposed to have this image, right? So it's like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, I'm incredibly blessed. I'm too blessed to be stressed, right? But deep down inside, (laughs) you're like eating yourself up inside. I guess my question to you would be, how do you help women identify that root cause or, you know, because somebody might be listening right now and might be like, oh my God, that is so me. I'm so Mm -hmm. afraid to reach out. I'm so afraid to ask for help. So how do you help them identify that root cause of that struggle of feeling judged or shamed? The first thing I would share is to forgive yourself Mm. for all those decisions that you thought was not in alignment of who you wanted to be, forgive yourself. And then once you forgive yourself, you park it there to think about what is it that I want? I remember speaking with a client and I asked her if she can dream her best life, what would it be? Mm. And her first response was, you mean I get to dream? I believe what has happened is with us as women, we have so many competing priorities that over the years, we're way down at the bottom. So when it comes to us, if you ask us what I want, I don't know, because I haven't had time to think about it in 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, but it does require the inner work. You yeah. know, you can't, you're, you can't get to the next step unless you start where you are and figure out, even if the decision is, I'm sick or tired of being tired and I want better for myself. You don't even have to know what better is, but the decision that you want better is where you'll begin. Mm-hmm. So you said first, you remind them that they need to forgive themselves. Yeah, because shame will have you stuck. You'll say, well, I didn't do this. You can go down a hole. Mm-hmm. You can just get in agreement with the devil mm-hmm. and go with this whole list of who you are not, what you could have been. And you're just going on a roller coaster ride, just up and down, going mm-hmm. round and round and round mm-hmm. with those emotions that do not serve you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you just forgive yourself for whatever comes up within you. Forgive yourself. You are forgiven. If God has forgiven us, then who are we not to forgive ourselves? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what I find is a lot of people forgive others, but they don't forgive themselves. Or just the opposite, because they haven't forgiven themselves, mm-hmm. they have all of this adverse feelings towards others. But mm-hmm. it's because, how can I forgive you if I haven't forgiven myself? Mm-hmm. So it goes both ways, you know? So yeah. that's why, it's, yeah, it's important to forgive themselves and then make a decision. Make a decision yeah. of what you want in life. And if that can start with, 
I'm just ready to move forward. Whatever that looks like for you, you mm-hmm. did to decide, you know, yeah. and you build, you build your foundation from there. Yeah. So they get to make a decision to focus on their inner work. And we see this a lot, right? You know, especially after COVID, like mental health was this big thing, but we've been dealing with mental health for years, right? So one of the things that we see is after a loss, after grieving, after, um, you know, perhaps, you know, death or something tragic, right? Divorce, we wind up looking for therapy and looking for ways to do that inner work and make that decision to go through that, to help you go through these steps, right? But we seem to attach mental health or therapy sessions rather to to those big traumatic issues. And we don't realize that there's so much more to that. I love yeah. when you said that shame will hold you captive because it's, mm-hmm. it's so true. There's many times that we're just hiding behind that shame and walking around with this chip on our shoulder that we don't even realize it's there, right? Everybody mm-hmm. sees it except ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it takes mm-hmm. someone like you to kind of step in and help do that inner work to help us navigate through that. Now, Nita, tell me, how do you think faith plays into that process of getting unstuck? That's a good question. And I would say faith plays into it because it's really about Jesus. If you remember scripture, John 10 and 10, where Jesus said he came to give us life and give it more abundantly. If you notice, you don't hear that much like in the church or in conversation, but really it's our right to live abundantly. So the faith would be into Christ to show us what it is that we need or need to remove to have that abundant life that he promised. But the most importantly, have the faith enough to receive it. You know, a lot of times we look at our circumstances and feels like it's, it doesn't exist. And it's not, I'm not talking to material things either. I'm talking about just being able to live above your circumstances for one, because we know the word says that we will have trials and tribulations. So we're not talking about a life free of that, but the ability to live above those trials and tribulations and still have joy. And as believers, the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So when we endure, do we call on him? All of that comes around to faith. Do we really believe the word for what it says? And are we applying it in our life? You so know, it's a question we would ask it, that we would so ask true. ourselves. And, you know, one of the things that I've made sure that I'm very intentional with is being in my quiet space every single day, right? I used to find myself that when I was struggling with something, that's when I made time. Mm-hmm. It was only when I was struggling with something. When things were great, it was almost non-existent. And it was on my calendar. You know, I'm a planner, right? So it's on my calendar, <laughs> right? So it's not for lack of being alerted. Hey, you're in your quiet mm-hmm. time. It's so true. It's living in the word, staying in the word, praying for wisdom. I actually just started reading a new book in the Bible. And before I even start reading it, because I go into chapter one tomorrow, it's mm-hmm. more along the lines of give me the wisdom to understand what I'm reading. 
and reveal yourself in the words that I'm reading just to kind of help me guide a little bit more and understand more of the word and how do I apply that to my life? Because sometimes we tend to read because it's the routine that we've created for our lives. So Mm -hmm. I found my, when I'm not in my quiet time and I'm not reading the word that I tend to get lost at times. The rest of my day just doesn't function well. I just feel all over the place. Sometimes I lose motivation and then I'm like, nope, tomorrow I am starting with my quiet time again. (laughs) So as a coach, you, you stand by your faith and you're a servant leader. I'm curious on what would you recommend for the women that are listening? How can they stay motivated even when when they're encountering a setback or challenge throughout the week? What are some ways that you believe that they should stay motivated? That's another good question. When you talked about being still, I can tell you, for years, I would find myself where I was resting, but I thought it was a bad thing, right? But the word of God says, be still and know that I am God. Hmm. Now, what I've, what I've learned through those experiences is when I'm still, I'm praying more. Like mm-hmm. you said, how you, you don't have time to drive by. Mm-hmm. Well, I was praying more. And for a while, I still felt guilty because I wasn't doing all the things. Like I wasn't doing the routine, you know, getting a devotion and all, getting a Bible and all of that. But I started going closer to God. And I, and I used to say, hide me like the cliff. It's, I don't know if that's in the Bible or a song or whatever, but I can just visualize the bird in the cliff mm-hmm. still being covered. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would just rest in it. And I tell you, Jessica, my most recent time where I was being still, it was revealed to me that's when he can talk to you and get your attention. Mm-hmm. And it's not a bad thing because he tells us to be still. Mm-hmm. Just literally being still, whether that's laying in the bed or whatever being still looks like to you. But now I celebrate being still. But before I felt like, oh, I'm missing out on something. I'm not doing anything. Now I feel assured and I am rested because one thing I noticed when I came out of that season, I was motivated. Mm-hmm. I had energy to run in a sense, you know? <laughs> And that wasn't a bad thing, but I couldn't make the connection because in my head, I was saying, oh, you should be doing all the things. And boy, we have to watch the stories we tell ourselves. But in my heart, I knew it was right. And I felt energetic after going through those seasons. So yeah, and being still now, it's now to be transparent, there's times where we do have valley experiences. And what works for me is worship music. When I don't feel like doing all the things, I will turn it on. And before you know it, it feeds your soul. So if you're not doing anything but humming or moving your head, you're in his presence. And sometimes that's enough to lift you up from a dark place. That is so powerful because worship is definitely a go-to for me also. And there is a song actually called Reason to Praise. I don't know if you've heard it. But it's Corey Asbury. It talks about giving God the reason to praise. And there's a part in there that says that when you come around my 
lungs get filled with air. I get to breathe again. And when I'm feeling anxious, that's my go-to song because a lot of times anxiety increases your breathing, your heart palpitations, right? And for me, a lot of my listeners know that I've I've struggled with, with anxiety. I've never been shy about saying that. Having worship music is one of the things that helps me kind of get back into being present in the moment and not worrying about the things that I can't control. So I love that. I love that you said that. Now, Mina, what advice do you give to women of faith who, who are struggling or feeling lost, but they might be hesitant to seek help, whether it's finding someone to work with like you, or, you know, whether it's obviously deeper trauma that they might need to seek professional help, but what advice do you give them to make sure that they do reach out for help? Two things come to mind. The first one is a journal or a notebook to write the thoughts from your head to your fingertips. As many times where I've had issues that God addressed it, or either I saw an answer as I wrote, you know what I'm saying? Where it could have been a problem, but then I started thanking God and see a, a answer to the problem just in the writing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I would say, first of all, write your thoughts. But I would also say, Jessica, is I pray that each woman of God has at least one person in their life that is behind the veil. Mm. You know, we tend to, like I have different levels of friendships, but there's only a, a few people that are behind the veil, which, which that means is, Someone I can pour my soul out to and mm-hmm. know I'm not going to be judged. Because sometimes what they can do for you is bring clarity where sometimes your problem or your situation seems much bigger than life. Mm-hmm. And they can take the air out of that balloon and deflate it and remind you who you are, mm-hmm. whose you are, and who God is and what he has done. Mm. So good. So- so good. I love that. I talk about these things too, and it's so practical and mm-hmm. so easy, but yet we tend to forget them. But journaling, I mean, uh, my audience knows I designed a journal, right? So the Own It Journal, <laughs> it's a guided journal that gives you prompts for those that don't know what to journal about, mm-hmm. but you don't have to use the prompts, right? But journaling, I definitely agree that has been one of the most powerful ways to get your thoughts out of your head and on paper and giving you the ability to just kind of, it's almost like you're, you get to decompress, but I love also what you said on the person that in their life, that's behind, behind the veil. I always talk about your closest five who's in your tribe. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's so true. Someone that's behind the veil that knows what you're going through. That's not going to judge you that might hold you accountable. Right. And might bring you back to reality, but they're doing it with love and they're doing it because they know they understand your circumstances and they're not judging you for it. So so powerful. So good. So, so Nita, you know, that my podcast is all about sharing other women's stories and of course, finding ways to help them maximize their day in every single thing that they do. So I have two questions actually for you. One of them is how do you believe that a woman who's feeling overwhelmed or stuck, how do you believe that impacts productivity? 
I believe that that actually blocks any mm. productivity mm. because you're blocking, first of all, the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, when you mentioned the word suck, mm-hmm. you're, it's almost like you're blinded because mm. you like see yourself like in a dark room where you don't know where to turn or where to go. So you're just standing still, which that does not serve you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. And in what ways do you tend to maximize your day? I tend to maximize my day by living each day with intention. Mm. And I prioritize what's important. Like my husband is retired and I enjoy what I'm doing because I'm working in purpose, but I have to make sure that I'm spending time with him, for mm-hmm. example. And then with competing priority priorities, I want to make sure my values are God first, family, and then business. Mm-hmm. So when I have those competing priorities, it by maximizing my day, I keep that order in the back of my head and it gives me peace at night. Mm, yeah, so good. So mm-hmm. good. I love that. So what what do you have coming up, Nita? Do you have anything exciting that my listeners should know in the upcoming months for you? Okay. Well, I do have a monthly prayer call, which is the first Sunday of each month. And then I also have a workshop that's coming up. Find Joy in the Journey workshop. Awesome. Awesome. And where can my audience find you? And by the way, guys, just know that I will be dropping all these links on social, but in case you're driving (laughs) and you're listening, Nita, what's your Instagram? My Instagram is at celebrating you ministries and celebrating you ministries and Facebook is at celebrating you ministries. And my website is mindbodyspirit237.com. Awesome. Awesome. So I'll definitely be dropping those links in the show notes. So if you want more information on working with Nita, understanding more about what she does and how she helps her clients, you will have that information right from the show notes. And, you know, I, I, I love our time together today, Nita, you know, I, I love being able to share your story and, and hearing how you serve other women. And of course, the valuable tips that you provide them to help them, you know, get unstuck, stay motivated, finding your tribe. And actually, I'm, I love that Who, who's behind your veil. So if there's if there's any takeaway for anyone, think about that. Who's behind your veil? Who's your go to person that you can reach out to? And we'd love to hear more. We'd love to hear your feedback on the show. So feel free to find us on Instagram, send us a DM. We respond to them personally. We'd love to hear your feedback. So Nita, thank you so much for being here, sharing your heart, your passion, and your purpose with my audience. This was great. I had so much fun. I had a ball, Jessica. Thank you so much for having me. And I wasn't, this is not a paid advertisement, but (laughs) if you're looking for a business coach, Jessica is It's just a blessing. She is definitely working in purpose Mm -hmm. and she just utilizes the gift that God gave her. So if you're in need of a business coach, contact her. Thank you so much, Nita. So great having you. Appreciate it. As always, thank you so much for listening in. 
Don't forget to subscribe to the show to be notified the second a new episode is released and share with your friends who you believe could benefit from listening. Contact me at jessrosario.com forward slash podcast to share your feedback, ask questions, make topic suggestions, or even be a guest on my show. You never know if your topic will be next. Until next time, maximize your day and own it. Thank you.